You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi everyone, I'm Leanne Rimes, and this is a very new, and to be really real with you, very freaking scary thing for me to do, this podcast thing. Because even though some of you may know me because of my singing voice, or what you think you know of me because of the voice others have given to my story, this podcast is me at my most vulnerable. And my hope is that this podcast allows you to hear my truest voice and to hear it from my mouth and my heart and to share with you what I have learned and am still learning during all these years of trying to make sense of all the complexities of this insane human experience. I hope together we can find a sense of healing, a greater connectivity to ourselves and to the world and from me to you and you to me. So with that, welcome to Holy Human. had a pretty fucked up unusual life truly I mean that's the only way (laughs) I know how to explain it Um, you know I started performing at the age of five I won my first Grammy at 14 which I don't talk about very often that feels even weird to say 
That doesn't even feel like me. Anyway, I did win my first Grammy at 14 and I've basically lived my whole entire life. Every up and down, every high and low, every success and every mistake has been laid out there for the whole world to witness and have an opinion on. From so many years of being in the public eye and being a quote unquote celebrity and Leanne Rhymes, <laughs> I have felt incredibly fragmented from trying to be everything that everyone wanted me to be. There was so much deep pain from feeling disconnected on a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual level from myself and others, and to be really honest, from my humanity. So at an incredibly dark point in my life, I started following my heart and asking for help. And I began exploring the depths of my humanity and my spirit. I feel like once we start out on this journey, it's one that lasts for a lifetime. And there's so much information and wisdom to digest, but the greatest wisdom we will ever find is within. However, there are many great teachers and wonderfully wise humans to help guide us along this sacred journey and trigger moments of remembrance of what it means to feel whole and to remind us of our great connection to our holy and our human. And that is what I'm wanting to share with you on this podcast, because I believe that we are all worthy of knowing and creating a life from the truth of who we are. I am a very complex human being, we all are. And the more I've tried to run away from fragments that might not fall under the heading of quote-unquote good, <laughs> uh, the more fragmented I've become. And so really, it's my journey, and I think all of our journeys, are to reclaim both sides of the light and the dark in order to be able to come back to wholeness. That's what this podcast is all about, is the holy human. Um, W-H-O-L-O-Y and H-O-L-Y. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm horrible at spelling. We'll learn that as we go along. Good thing that I have spell check. Um, but yeah, this it's about reclaiming both sides because that is what we are. We are so holy and we are also very human. And when we deny one part of that, when we deny one side of that coin is when everything falls apart. We're not ever completely holy and we're not ever only human. How beautiful is that? And our humanity, I think we've, a lot of us have been taught by religion, the duality of good and bad, that there's a side of us, there's a piece of us that we cannot claim, we should not claim, should not claim, that we've had to hide underneath the covers and never allow out. And there's only freedom in being able to give life to all of you, all of your emotions, all of your energies. I mean, really, that's all that they are. Different forms of energy taking on this human form. And so when we suppress those energies at any moment, that's depression, that's anxiety. We really stunt our growth and our forward movement of energy with fear. And that's what this episode is about. Fucking fear. <laughs> oh, fear. So the reason that I wanted to start with 
the topic of fear as the first episode is because I'm fucking terrified. I'm terrified of starting this podcast. I'm terrified of myself. What are we talking about? Honestly, um, I think there's actually really, there's a lot of honesty in that. I was thinking about this this morning. I think not only are we afraid of totally fucking up and being shamed and being seen and like all of those things, we're also afraid of our greatness. It's Marianne Williamson that says we're not, it's not our shadow. I'm going to totally screw this up, but it's not our darkness that we're most afraid of. It's our light. Greatness is a very lonely place to be. And we live in a society who they want you to be great. They also want to see you fail in a lot of ways, especially fall from that greatness. They want to know your humanity, which is beautiful. We all want to know both sides. That's where the wholeness piece comes in, is claiming that greatness along with our humanity. Somewhere along the way for me, though, as a kid, it was so easy for me to claim my greatness. I had no fear around that. As I actually had more and more success as a child, there's a great loneliness in that. It almost feel like the thing that I received love from also pushed love away. Yeah, the thing that I received love from, which is when I would sing and do something otherworldly and great, you know, and as far as, you know, what how people viewed that, it was the thing that I received adoration and love for, but at the same time, it became something that could easily push love away. It's something really interesting about that as I was thinking about this morning that came to me is like, it's not only the shame and the fear of being seen and all of those things that could possibly happen that are quote unquote negative. It's also our greatness that we can fear. So with all of that, let's just dive right into talking about fear. We are really living in a time of fear. It's a real visceral experience for a lot of people. And of course, this is the way our body is programmed. Our minds are actually programmed to look out for the predator. It's a way that we have been created. I mean, think about back in the good old days where you had, you know, woolly mammoth like going to trample you when you went out to look for food. I mean, we go into a flight or fight response. And so you really have three options to fight, flee, or freeze. And if you froze when you had a woolly mammoth running after you, you die. So <laughs> so just to understand this is not this is a natural human reaction that we live with on a daily basis. And now we don't have woolly mammoths running after us anymore, but there are real threats, sometimes greater than others, and I think now specifically we have, I was going to say perceived threats, but some of it's perceived and some of it is actual. We are living in a time of a pandemic. We're living in a time of insane politics coming at us 24-7. Climate change, you know, we have social issues that are, I mean, deeply, deeply rooted that are being dug up at this moment in time for us to reevaluate and in much need of it. You know, people are financially unstable. And just just talking about that right now, I can feel my whole body like tense up like it's real. But I do believe that there is a reason that this is happening whether some people want to call that naive or whatever you want to call it, I do believe that we exist in this gigantic puzzle that we can't see how every decision that we make shifts the way that puzzle connects. 
and how we are being used and how the times are being used in order for growth and expansion. I truly have to believe that. I feel like we we all have to have a place to land. And it's not just that I have to believe it because it makes me feel better. It does to an extent. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, sometimes I wish I'd somebody just show me the puzzle so I could understand and then we could rewind and then we could live in this situation. There's real growth here, an opportunity for growth and expansion. And I, I feel like fear is another one of those places if we just reframe what it is, what it means to us, where we can see that it's an opportunity to expand, an opportunity to break out of the cage and the cages that we've kept around ourselves in order to become the next version of who we're supposed to be. And that next version, when we're conquering these fears, we become not the better version of ourselves, but a more expanded version of ourselves. You know, when I think about how fear feels in the body, it is, you feel completely contracted. And all the times that I've conquered my fears, every time I've conquered something that I've been fearful of, my body just, I breathe bigger. There's a high that comes with it of knowing that, oh, I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die. And I did that thing that I was afraid of. So I, I think that it's a, an opportunity for us to get high. But also really expand into a more expansive version of ourselves, whether it's not that it's good or better or worse. It's just there's more life force that flows through us. And I think I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll just talk about my fear through music and singing since everybody, most people know me from that. I've never had fear of going on stage. I started so young that I think... They have this thing called exposure therapy. I was just reading about it actually in this book called Breathe, which is fantastic, by the way. But exposure therapy is basically where they expose the subject to their fear. Over time, they get desensitized to the fear and therefore they're able to face their fears more easily. I guess I had exposure therapy <laughs> from the time that I was five. I, there was never a time where I had to think about fear when I walked on stage. And that lasted throughout my teens, throughout my successes, throughout everything until, <laughs> until I wasn't able to hide my humanity really anymore. That's when fear kicked in for me. I knew that my voice was like that th one thing that I always did well. No one could ever take away from me. And I knew I was going to walk out. And I mean, unless there's some like force of God, like come down as like, you aren't nailing it today. You're going to screw this up. I knew that I could nail that. And I don't think until I went through so much public shaming, did I feel that I was so afraid to screw up singing because I was afraid that that's the last thing that someone could take away from me, quote unquote. Like, and so there was, there became so much fear and like, oh shit, what if I don't sing it today? Then they can say, oh, she's, she sucks at that now too. <laughs> By the way, when you sing in front of, I mean, no joke, millions of people around the world at the Indy 500 and you walk on and you're singing the national anthem, you're going to have a little bit of something. I would think... I would think, but mine was extremely heightened at that point in time of my life because 
all of a sudden I realized, oh shit, if I screw this up, here's one more thing people can add to their list right now of, of shame. I remember peeking my head out of the like holding room at the Indy 500 and seeing all these people. And then someone said to me, I forgot how many people they were saying were watching around the world. And I think that number is what freaked me out the most. It wasn't like the people in front of me. And so I remember walking out and the God knows the things going through your mind. And I remember my head spinning out of control and the judge in my head, like trying to make sure that I was going to do everything perfect. So I wouldn't fuck this up. And there I am terrified until I open my mouth. And then all of a sudden I open up my mouth. And as soon as I open up my mouth, my body knows what it's doing. Like my body has all the memory in the world to know exactly what it's doing. All I have to do is now get out of my head, which is easier said than done. But for me, I think it was my voice and performing is such a, there's such memory there. Whatever overrides and kicks in and it's like, Leanne Rhymes performing. <laughs> it's like, basically what was happening in my to me at the time is that I had a freeze response that um, that was going on. I would literally freeze. And as soon as I opened my mouth, the freeze response would fall out. And that's because there's so much memory there in my body and I just instantly click on. But I'm never having that experience before that. I I think it really, really traumatized me after the fact because, I mean, look, you do get the high afterwards of, oh, my God, I just nailed that. And then the first thing that goes into my head after that is, am I going to have to go through this experience again? Like, am I going to now have to go through the experience of being afraid every time I go on stage? Now, this was before I had really any awareness of the connection of my head and my body. I feel like I very much lived up in my head. So whatever freeze response I just discussed that I now know, had no idea of what was happening and going on. So I had no idea of how to quote unquote control it. I guess it would be no, no idea how to work with this energy either. There was just fear and nail it and then no fear and then Fear that rushes right back in because my next thought was, I have to do this again, don't I? So what really put me into that fear space, especially within my music, was that the one place where I didn't have fear. Uh, it was the one place where I could go and just truly let myself be all of a sudden had this fear reaction. And if I really think about it, that fear response has been there within other avenues of my life. I remember, you know, being thrown all of these acting roles when I was younger and I would never let myself, I would never let myself go over and cross over into the acting world because I always thought if I'm this good at singing, I have to be that good at acting. And so therefore, and I haven't, I, I don't, I'd never had anywhere to learn. There was nowhere to eject from being Leanne Rhymes for a second and just be Leanne learning how to act. There was none of that. It was always, my name always was attached. The idea of who I thought I had to be, the idea of who people wanted me to be, 
was always attached to that name. So it was very challenging to actually go out and experiment. There was no experimentation. In fact, when I experimented, everyone like shamed me for experimenting. You shouldn't go over and cross over into this other kind of music because you're supposed to be country. I mean, like little things like that, I guess, really started to become the programming of that fear response. And like I said, the only place where I could get away from it was was my music. And now all of a sudden, I have this fear response within my music. And that fear, that fear of being rejected, that fear of shame, you know, has kept me way smaller than I need to be <laughs> for a very long time. There's no way we're getting around our fears without actually exposing ourselves to them. Like you have to, you have to go there. You have to go into the fear. You have to go into the fear. You have to be with the feeling. You have to marinate in it. <laughs> And just let it be until eventually the dial does get turned down. Along my journey, what I've learned is first off what that fear response is and how to connect my head with my heart and my body and how to connect. You know, there's a there's a spiritual component to to fear. Whenever we are being vulnerable, fear will rub right up against that. It's just there's no vulnerability without fear. And I think depending on, I guess, the level of vulnerability will bring, the more vulnerable we have to be, the higher the level of fears. And I also think depending on, have we been here before? Have we prepared for this moment? I think preparation is huge when it comes to alleviating a piece of fear. Have we done this before? If take for instance, have I done this podcast before? No, I have not. So therefore my level of fear is going to be extreme. And maybe by my 50th podcast, you know, the fear won't be as heightened. It will, I don't think it'll be gone, but it w maybe will be dampened. And that is a really, really good example of exposure therapy. And that's, it's funny because I, one thing that I've learned, which is so powerful, and this is where being vulnerable really does kick in. The vulnerability starts with expressing the fear. And once we can verbalize that fear and have someone witness us and, and hear us, to me, what I've learned is, oh, that fear starts to not be that silent killer in your mind, like totally taking you down. It is now out of your body. You've said it, there's a movement of energy. And even though it still exists, it's not the thing that you're keeping silent and secretive. There's no way to get around fear with, with secrets. It's just when we keep that for ourselves, it becomes so much bigger than what we what it has to be. So first, that vulnerability has to start with verbalizing it. That's one tactic that I've learned is super helpful. All right, we're going to take a short pause, but coming up, I'm going to share with you how facing a huge personal fear ended up putting me on this podcast path, all because of a very motivational friend. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. 
berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! retired from life you know that his business is failing his house is going up for sale he is the every man tell me about this driver job we got a lot of action in this show we have moments of real danger and we want to feel as if anything could happen gray is invited to drive for this man he's invited to make money and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do i did what you told me to and he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, my friends. One of the most potent examples of me exposing myself to my fear was doing the Lewis House Summit of Greatness. For those of you who don't know who Lewis is, he is first off an incredible human and he's a fantastic motivational speaker. He's really dedicated his life to exploration of finding life lessons, I think, for all of us to learn from. He has a fantastic podcast Um, he has a huge following. And so for him to ask me to speak to his following was a big deal. And there was a lot of fear involved in that. And so, yeah, I mean, there was a, there is a reason why, I mean, it's not like I just didn't have a reason why I'd be scared. There's a reason. Um, but wonderfully, you know, with him being the person that he is, uh, I felt comfortable enough to be able to kind of dive into, to this fear with him and to be vulnerable with him. About six weeks before his Summit of Greatness, he texted me and said, hey, would you be up for coming and speaking at my event? And I'm thinking he's going to say, oh, it's, you know, like, it's a few months from now or whatever. No, he's like, it's six weeks from now, if even. It might have been four. 
which for me is like totally not enough time to plan. I'm like, what? What? You're asking me to do what, when, and I have to fill 30 minutes? You want me to film what with words? <laughs> I'm supposed to talk? Yeah. So it was so not comfortable. And I have a wonderful way of dancing around things and eventually getting to them. Um, but I ignored him, I think, for a day. <laughs> Completely didn't text him back. That's a really good way of, of deferring and making sure you don't have to deal with your fears. I'm great at it. Um, finally text him back and I basically, I basically said yes. That yes, actually, I've noticed, I've actually started to use this as a tactic for myself, which is a great one. Just say yes and then you feel like you're going to have to, you just have to do it anyway. So it's not about whether or not you're going to do it then. It's about how you're going to get it done. <laughs> so my focus is actually, it actually switches from, oh shit, I'm so afraid of speaking to, well, how am I not going to suck <laughs> or get something out of this? It's wonderful to have a friend like Lewis, who I was able to express. First off, there's a lot of pieces here. One is being able to express your fear. And then you like having Lewis, I had a support system that all of a sudden knew what my fear was that could help work with that fear. I was able to expand into a new version of myself. It's, I'm not the one who never goes on stage and public speaks or leads people through a chant, which I it was the first time I ever did that also. I become the one who has done that. So there's the expansion is that you're no longer your limitation anymore. Um, now, you might not be comfortable with that because I've only done it once. <laughs> But I know I can do it. And I've also learned you don't have to just verbalize your fear to one person. Verbalizing your fear to thousands of people is so fucking empowering. And then it like it dissipates and you can always revert back to it. You screw up. You're like, see, I'm scared. <laughs> I told you all. <laughs> it's also a really good tactic to kind of smooth the edges over. Um, I've done that when I've been on stage for the first time playing piano, which I thought I would never do. I've done that public speaking, you know, it's, I really was excited to do something new and branch out, but I was also scared. So I had an opportunity to actually like go into the excitement and allow myself to feel that excitement because our bodies, when they switch on for fear or excitement, it's kind of similar. It really is about directing your attention. What are you giving your attention to and how are you how are you relating to the feeling that is happening to your body at this moment in time? And so you can either relate to it as, oh, shit, I'm scared. Or in those moments, you can rename it and relate to it in a different way of, oh, I'm excited. Like really allow ourselves to feel that excitement. That was the first time where I really got to put that thought and that idea into, into play was at the Lewis event. And I... I was really able to dig into the to the excitement piece of it. And I was, I mean, I cried. I did like the whole thing, like everything that's so me. I had to allow my humanity to show. And I think that was part of my message anyway. So my message was coming out just <laughs> through my body. One of the best tactics that I've learned is to own up to the fear. Being able to walk on stage at Lewis's event, I honestly, I led with my fear. It was the first thing that I talked about is you know, he asked me to do this. I'm terrified. I think I said something like, if you want to know what being scared shitless and doing it anyway looks like, it's me right now. Like, this is it. In fact, I wrote what I was going to say the night before. Like, 
that's another thing that I've learned about myself that I used to think was a very bad thing, but I've actually turned it into a really positive thing is that I sometimes wait to the last minute to do things when it comes to writing or comes to figuring out what I'm going to say. And there's two reasons why. One, I've learned that's another one of my ways of like avoiding my fear. But I've also learned how, once again, to use that in a more positive way. There's a real truth to I'm waiting to be spoken. I'm waiting to be written. And so I've learned as a songwriter, I've learned not to rush things too. I've like, I have to go write the speech because I'm speaking in two weeks, whatever it may be. I allow myself to be worked through. And sometimes, especially I, I like for things to be very in the moment, especially there. I knew I wanted to talk about how I was feeling in the moment and what my experience was. And so I waited to the night before to really write what I was going to say. But I knew that, and this is where the trust piece comes in. We're going to talk about trust in a second. But the trust piece for me was, I will be worked through. I'm going to put myself in the situation. And then how whatever is supposed to come through me will come through me, which it started to the night before. And then just extended on into, you know, the whole next day of me being on stage and leading with my fear and telling people, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what scared shitless looks like and doing it anyway. And being able to lead with my vulnerability and the honesty of my fear was what put me in a place of power, of real power. It actually brought me right into that moment with other people it allowed for a more honest space. And then whatever flowed through me through after that, like I think I, whatever I wrote, I expanded upon like times 50. Another lesson that I've learned about fear and I'm still learning it because this one's the, probably the most challenging for me is accepting the outcome without judging it. For instance, this morning at tennis, which by the way, in my mind, I'm going pro in tennis at some point, it's my next job. Um, I love tennis so much. It's so much fun to play, but I'm definitely in the learning process. And it's funny because my coach like has me forgetting about the last thing that happened, being in the moment. Because we missed one shot doesn't mean we're going to miss the next. When we're learning, we have to remember we're not going to hit every shot perfectly. It's just not going to happen. And that's where we learn. We learn more when we screw up, then we do when we do it great. It feels good to do it great. It feels shitty to not <laughs> to not do it to not do it great. But at the same time, we're that's where we have a chance to learn. But we can't learn and we can't grow from that if we hang on to that moment and judge it as proof to us that we suck at the thing that we just did. Accepting the outcome as that's what just happened in that moment. There's a new moment. There's another time to try. That is so important. And also knowing that the thing that we just did doesn't say anything about who we are. Now, I say this, <laughs> but it is so challenging for me to do because my whole idea of Leanne Rhymes is a lot of the time tied up into being Leanne Rhymes. Now, that has changed tremendously in the past several years, I realized that I'm so much more outside of Leanne Rimes, the celebrity and who people think I have to be. I am I am not that fragmented piece, that one singular piece of Leanne Rimes. I am a whole being. And so what we need to remember, we have so much more to offer outside of that fuck up that just happened. <laughs> it's just not, that's not the end all. So yes, accepting without judgment, which leads me to also... 
trust. I have trust as a tattoo on my arm, actually. And I put it there because I knew that I needed to trust life, myself, people more, actually. As we get older, we end up not trusting because we end up living in those places that have proved to us that life and myself and other people are untrustable. And now I'm going to get on a soapbox because (laughs) I can't tell you how frustrating I know it is for me to live in the past. It is so frustrating and it's so life sucking. And to be able to to move on from the things that have happened, (laughs) it takes a lot of reprogramming, conscious reprogramming. I guess I got this tattoo. How old was I? I was like 28 when I got my trust tattoo. And clearly like my higher self and future self knew that I needed this (laughs) because it was something that I was desiring in my life was to trust. When we don't trust, like we cut ourselves off from life. We cut ourselves off from life force energy. We cut ourselves off from our creator, basically. And so, yes, I'm getting into the spiritual piece of, of fear because I like to trust what's going to work through me. Preparing is such a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to addressing fear. Because when we prepare, we, we really, there is such a thing as muscle memory. There is a thing as like really getting it into the body. So the brain doesn't have to think, it doesn't have to function. And that requires doing, which requires us having to expose ourselves to the thing that we have to do. In order to really take a one piece of the fear component out of the way, preparation is so important. And then comes trust where we can step out of the way and be worked through. I mean, there are real moments where I sing where I know I'm not doing it. I mean, (laughs) something else is doing it. There's such a freedom to that trust. It's not just trusting if it's good. It's trusting if it sucks. It's trusting that, oh, I needed to experience this or someone else needed to experience this. Someone else needed to witness this. That's the picture right there. And it ends with trust. I say that so flippantly. The trust is such a key piece because that's our dance with the divine. All right, after a quick breath, we're going to be diving even deeper into the sources of fear and how they're often passed down through generations. of endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back into this sweet space with me. Something else that I've learned about fear is that you cannot internalize someone else's projection and their fears and their judgments. Our parents' fears. There are so many things that my parents had fears about. I literally had to unfuck myself with all of my mom's fears. Because, I mean, my mom was a very sheltered, uh, very sheltered child. And had so many fears about the world. And here I am having to go out and live in and amongst the world in like such a crazy way. And I was always with someone. I always had people with me. I either had, an, you know, my ex-husband or my parents at one point, you know, and... Uh, or a manager, an agent, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden I was getting divorced and I was living alone. My mom's fears, all of her fears, that everything about the world was, you know, scary and dangerous. Oh my God, they all of a sudden became mine. So the projection and the what we take on is so important when it comes to other people's fears. When fear comes up, it's a great question, is this mine? Where did it come from? Where did it come from and is it mine? And does it need to be here? Is it serving me? What What is it protecting? What is it trying to protect me from? Yeah, if it's not your fear, you can, you can discard it. You can literally disconnect from it. And I know that sounds like some people are thinking like, oh, it's, that's not that easy. It is actually, it can be. The answer, you know, I think in those moments when we realize that it's not it's not ours to carry, I guess is really to to love the one who thinks they have to carry it. Because somewhere inside of us there's a little one who feels like they 
they have to carry this for someone. At least in my case, that's definitely been the through line. It's like this codependency. <laughs> I feel like I need to carry this for you. I feel like this is the way my world is going to be because it was your experience. When it comes to putting down other spheres, especially when it comes to our parents, there's a real sense of detachment there. There's a real sense of a feel of loss. And we may feel guilt when it comes to those things of putting down other people's fears and no longer carrying them. There may be guilt that comes up. And that's when we we have to start expanding our container to be able to be with those, those feelings. There's a saying in the spiritual community that fear is the absence of love. I do feel like there is a, when we are so locked into fear, the only way is into it, first off, is to, to connect with it, not ignore it. And once we do, we have to bring love to it. The only way through it is to it. (laughs) And then (laughs) you got to get to it to get through it. And then to be able to bring that love into the fear is when we can actually be with it in a loving way where there's not a judgmental way. Like you shouldn't be fearful about this. I mean, there's... It's so easy for us to go there, and that's where most of us go. But to to treat your fear and bring love to it like you would a child, which some of us, by the way, are still learning how to do. I mean, we're learning how to parent ourselves. Not some of us, a lot of us, because there's so much we have to learn to give ourselves that our parents could never give. So when we bring that that pure, unconditional love to to that fear, we allow for something to really shift. I don't think that fear is just the pure absence of love because there's, I don't feel like we can ever really be separated from the thing that we are. And we are ultimately pure love. It's not like we're going to be getting rid of fear anytime soon. It's not like it's a, it's saying something about us if we're in fear and that we're, we're disconnected from love. It is a natural human response. And so we have to bring consciousness and loving awareness to this so that we can we can have a different experience with it. We can dance differently with it. But just knowing that humanity will always be there. This is where we get into the, the human and the holy. Humanity will always be there. And so we have to, bringing the love to that humanity instead of trying to rid ourselves of our humanity this is where the dance is so important and where we do become whole is because we get to connect those two pieces that have been so deeply disconnected. One thing I want to make incredibly clear is that we're talking about one specific, I think, version of fear because I think there are real fears, fears that keep us safe and fears that tell us when to leave somewhere. Like, you know, if there's an abusive relationship or if we're walking down, you know, a dark alley at night and something in us is like, don't go down this alley. Like that to me is like, there are real fears that do keep us safe. Like there's a there's a reason for it. It's when we have these perceived fears and what keeps us from growth is what we're talking about in this specific podcast. So I just want to make that really clear because yeah, fear is fear is a gift. It's a gift that our when our body tells us that something is wrong. I really want to just give you some some things to just chew on, some little tidbits to take away from this and ruminate on. Um I guess ruminate 
ruminate in the best way. <laughs> if we're going to have our mind ruminate, which it does a lot of the time, we might as well have something good to chew on. So I feel like that love is not the opposite of fear. I feel like courage is the opposite of fear. And it takes courage to live, to truly live. Otherwise, we're just surviving. Fear means that you are living on your edge, that you are pushing your edge and going into places where you are outside of your comfort zone. And that is a good thing. That means you're growing and expanding and there's more life that can flow through you. And there's more opportunities that this world can bring you. There's more of, you have a bigger receiving antenna (laughs) and life is going to get so much better when we take that courage and move into our fears and live on our edge so that we can expand. Preparation is key. You can't avoid the process. You can't avoid people experiencing your process. You're never going to learn and prepare by yourself all the time. That's one of my biggest lessons that I've learned. And one of my biggest hurdles has been people witnessing my process. I still don't like it. I like people to see the final result. Like, ta-da, I'm just this good all the time. Um, But that's where our vulnerability kicks in and and our, our preparation is such an important piece that we can't avoid that and then expect to get the results that we're wanting on the other side. So preparation. And then finally, trust. Just trust. <laughs> I know I, I, I say that every time like, oh yeah, just trust. But because it feels so big sometimes to me to trust and it seems the simplest thing just to, you know, it should be like to just open your arms and trust and surrender. But we want to control everything. We think we are the controllers of our, of our lives. And to me, that's the spiritual piece that kicks in of know that you are here for a reason that you are worked through. And in the moment that you're doing the thing, that you're fearful of and know and trust that the outcome is exactly what it should be. We may not understand it at this moment in time of why, but it hopefully will make sense in the long run. So trust, 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 trust. If there's anything that you take away from this, to me, fear is, maybe trust is the opposite of fear. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what I just took away from it. Trust is the opposite of fear. Because if we're in trust, how can we be fearful? I mean, I guess the fear will always be there, but if there's no good or bad outcome, if it's just is, if we allow the outcome to just be, then we're trusting that all is well, no matter what the outcome is. It's not just trusting the process that will be worked through. It's actually supposed to happen for our greatest expansion. So with that, I'm going to trust fully that You are here listening to this for a reason, that I am in your ears for a reason, that we are here together and going to explore this journey together for a reason. Throughout this podcast, I want to introduce you to some of my personal teachers and people who have inspired me along the way, uh, people who have really been profound witnesses to my journey and major guiding lights to help me find my wholeness. And I hope that we are able to call back the fragments of ourselves together so that when all this is done, we're holy humans. 
I think that sounds like a good idea. Don't you? <laughs> so I have something in my arsenal that I, I can't leave out of this podcast because it's the whole piece of me or the wholeness of me. So I thought I would lead you guys through a chant that just kind of sets the tone for the podcast, for who we are, for what we're discussing, what we've discussed today. So if you're driving, be careful. (laughs) If you're not, actually just close your eyes and take a deep breath and let it out and allow your shoulders to fall just a little further away from your ears and your body to relax a little more. Just take a moment with me and we're going to chant. I am human. I am holy. Grace renews me. It's love that guides me. It's love that guides me. Everyone take a deep breath in. Let it out. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a blast recording this for you guys. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you for connecting with me on an even deeper level. And I look forward to so much more of this exploration with you of this human and holy existence. On our next episode of Holy Human, I will be joined by the wonderful Nicole Lose, who is a woman who has truly, truly changed my life. She'll share her insight into what it really means to embody the concept of being completely whole and how you can also incorporate it into your everyday life. We're going to be getting into all the feels, and I mean bodily feels, because that's what we're going to be talking about, somatic work. So please join me next time. Holy Human with me, Leanne Rimes, is a production of iHeartRadio. endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a 
day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.